0: House of Cards, Season 3, Episode 11 is over, but we're just getting started here on House of Cards, the post-show recap. And now, here are the two guys who make things as clear as a glass of moonshine. I'm Rob Sassaner, here's Zach Brooks. Zach!
1: Rob, is it cool if I do this podcast, will I donate blood? No, (laughs) no. (laughs) I'm a multitasker.
0: Definitely do not do that. (laughs) Do not do that. Boy. Uh Jackie Sharp. What a oh. ju what a Judas
1: bitch. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. Boy. I did not see that coming. Blindsided.
0: Blindsided. Yeah. I thought that this was kind of kind of interesting and kind of fun and sort of in a roundabout way when Jackie and Dunbar have that meeting. I'm like, all right, here we go. Just like I thought, like they're gonna end up teaming up against Frank. And then Dunbar's like, no, no, I don't want, I'll give you nothing. I'll give you, I, I'll give you nothing. And and that's it. That's my final offer. You're entitled offer. to nothing. You get nothing. <laughs> and so then I'm like, okay, well, I like this. and I like that she has to like, really, like reluctantly work with Frank. She's going to go back to Frank. I'm like, oh, what's, what's Dunbar going to do in the debate? Is Dunbar going to be like, Uh, is that right Uh, congresswoman sharp didn't you come to me yesterday and ask to be on my ticket and and you're secretly going to go work with frank and i thought she was going to blow it up
1: i definitely thought that was gonna happen
0: i was very much blindsided by what ultimately happened in the episode where frank just like eviscerated jackie in front of everybody
1: yeah uh that that debate that was man i was at the
0: edge of my seat i you know what that stuff like this is like uh, I could eat this with a spoon on House of Cards. Like, forget about you know Jordan Valley and stuff like this. This was
1: delicious. Yeah, and and we're really seeing some of the really interesting stuff that we've never seen on House of Cards before because we've never seen Frank campaigning. Um, We've never seen an election, so to see him in a debate like this was really fun to watch.
0: It was fantastic. I loved it. It was the high point of the season for me, the debate.
1: I was at the edge of my seat. And I liked him just kind of in the background when when Jackie and Dunbar are going after each other. It was just kind of smirking.
0: Yeah, and it was so good. It really was because it wasn't like, you know, a lot of times typically on the show, and I think House of Cards has been a little guilty of this with things in the past where it's like. They make it be like so one-sided, like this person is just doing terrible. And this per- and everybody was doing good, but then Frank just like uh, really like uh, came out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, it was a lot more interesting than a real presidential debate is a lot of times. <laughs> yes,
0: no, it was, it was so good. It was so yeah. good. All right, so we're going to talk about it all here on House of Cards post-show recap uh, for Chapter 37. Of course, you can subscribe to the House of Cards uh, post-show recap anytime you want or leave us feedback, go to postshowrecaps.com slash HOC iTunes. All right. What's going to happen
1: now with Jackie? Uh, I mean, I'm curious to see what, you know, what she ends up getting from Dunbar for throwing her support. I mean, do you think that they'll end up working together? Or is this just, she's just so disgusted by Frank? Uh, she's, she's you know, doing things the right way and just lending her support. Well,
0: where's Remy going? Is Remy going to go work for Jackie now? I mean, or, or work for Jackie... And ultimately Dunbar.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think that's, um, he's, he's going switching sides, going to work with Jackie. Yeah. Not for anything. Did, was Remy doing that good a job? No, not really, Not really. but I mean, he's in a pretty important role and, and guess what door is open for the great return of Doug Stamper.
0: Yeah. Door is open for Doug. Who's got his head together again now.
1: Yeah. Doug or Freddie. It's probably one of those two is going to get that position.
0: Doug or Freddie. Um,
1: how much do you think Freddie
0: talking to Remy pushed him out the door?
1: Ah, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think you know. I thought if anything, it would have kind of gotten Remy to see things a little bit more clearly and, and realize he's in a pretty good position.
0: I don't know. I like. I thought like tying it back into the previous episode and the chauffeur comment and the fact like when um you know Remy and the African American police officer had the line about brother, and then you know it was like. You know, Frank was like holding court with Freddie and then uh, it was almost like uh, Frank walked away and then Freddie almost like treated Remy as an equal. And I felt like Remy was sort of like, is this what I am? I'm just sort of like, you know, Frank's guy that I hang that hangs out with him. Like I'm not an equal with Frank. I'm an equal with Freddie, the, the hedge clipper.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, that's that's a pretty interesting observation. And uh, I I loved I love Freddie's comment. Oh, they should put you two on pay-per-view. Yeah, (laughs) because last season, we got a lot of boxing metaphor with uh, with Frank versus Tusk. So pulling back to the boxing metaphor again.
0: Yeah. And so I I don't know where we go with this with uh, with Jackie Sharp, but it almost feels like uh, Frank's hubris has gotten the best of him at this point in the season.
1: Yeah, the way he talked to Jackie, I mean, I don't. Have we ever seen him talk oh, to Oh, I love that, like that also. I loved it so much. Yeah. It was, that was
0: really, really yeah. good. Great yeah, acting. That, by that Kevin was Spence. so good that he's like, uh, you seem to think that you and
1: I are equals, that this is an equal partnership. Well, I don't care what you think. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, Remy wants to be equals too. Yeah. So we're, we see a lot about, uh, you know, the scales and the scales of justice and equality and sexism. So that's a running theme in this episode.
0: Yeah. I mean, when Frank and Jackie win another heavyweight fight and Frankie, uh, Frankie, and Frank says to Jackie, I guess Frankie is over. There's no Frankie anymore. Yeah, Frankie's gone. Frankie's over. Um, Frank says to her, uh, am I supposed to be appreciative of your lackluster
1: enthusiasm that you're sort of on my team, that I sort of have you as a partner? I mean, does Frank really think that it's just like super, you know, he's giving her such a good... um, He's doing her such a favor by allowing her to be on his ticket. I mean, she's I mean, she's running for president.
0: Yeah, but she's running for president in that he made her do it, like and like he put this all together for her. I mean, I do feel like uh, I side with Frank here. I think that Jackie has been very unappreciative of all, of all of this. But then the thing is, like, even though she is being unappreciative, you still don't get to tell her she's being unappreciative.
1: Yeah, um, like that's just the way
0: that the world works. Like. Um, people just will always feel like you know. For the most part, people feel like yeah, like I did this on my own. Like it's not like even though like somebody could feel like I gave this to you, people are like no, I, I did this on my own. Like I like they sort of like in their head sort of just figure out like that you know I got myself to this point, not you. And they get like annoyed if you throw it in their face and say like no, you're with you're where you are right
1: now because of me. Like the Frank and Claire fight earlier this season. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They don't like that. People don't like that. Yeah, no, I think I think, you know, Frank could have managed her a little bit better for sure. Yeah,
0: I think everybody in their own head sort of overvalues what their own contributions were to their whatever success they have and then minimize the contributions that other people had to their success.
1: Yeah, life advice.
0: Yeah, I think so. I'm sure I've done it myself in the past, <laughs> yeah. like people that have helped me get places. I'm like, oh, no, I did that myself. Yeah. Um. Yes. And then if somebody but if somebody says that to like uh, to me, then I'd be like, hey, screw you.
1: Yeah. You, know, you, you're
0: you can like, think I, it, but really, you really, you just, there's no way that you could ever say it to anybody.
1: Yeah, he should, he should have buttered her up a little bit more, and um, I guess he just thought she had unbridled loyalty to him, and had no idea that she was gonna, you know, even talk to Dunbar.
0: Yeah, he, he just should have been, and maybe that's what you know really pushed him over the edge. Um, but again, that the fact that she's already talking to Dunbar is a little bit like, um. Maybe this is exactly what Frank wants, but I think he should have been Jackie. Come on. I, I made a mistake. I'm sorry. Let's get back there on the campaign trail. You and I, why, do, why don't I take you out
1: to dinner? Like, yeah, He does that with everybody else. I, I wonder why he doesn't act that way to Jackie. Maybe it's because he really respects her.
0: No, I think it's because he just feels like she was unappreciative of him. Like he's like, I think he just felt like, you know, there's a um like, there's a hundred Congress people, governors, whatever that would kill to ha- be in where she is and be on his ticket. And she's there and she's fighting him every all season long. It's like, well, uh, you know, uh, Mr. President, I don't think we should do it this way. I don't think we should do it this way. Yeah. Like no, that's true. why Donald Blythe was the perfect vice president
1: for him. It's, he does nothing. He's never around. Like you'd never see him and Frank having meetings or anything.
0: Yeah. But again, just like he's looking for at a Jackie, you know, He, what he wants from her is sort of like enthusiasm and excitement. And, and ironically, that's what Donald Blythe is giving him. He's trying to do a good job for Frank.
1: Do you think he'll end up with Donald Blythe as his uh, vice president? Or you still think the Claire Underwood thing is going to happen?
0: Uh, I know. I I think we're, I'm out on the Claire Underwood thing. I mean, uh, who else could it possibly be if it's not Donald Blythe again?
1: I don't know. I just feel like they could do a, they could have a better character in that role. But I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, we haven't seen too many people who would fit that bill.
0: Yeah, I just don't, don't think it's going to be a, an issue. Um, I mean, is there any other character from the show that you could imagine in that position? Like, there's no, there's very few other people.
1: Yeah, I, I still think Claire, I don't know, I guess Claire's resume really doesn't stack up, but. Um, Mendoza, j- Mendoza's coming back. Oh man, <laughs> cross he's, the aisle. He's going to cross the aisle and work with Frank.
0: There's nobody else that's like a political ally of Frank.
1: Because, yeah. uh, what
0: the DC mayor.
1: Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, maybe that guy. Yeah. D.C. mayor to vice president. I mean, I <laughs> guess it's like uh, like Sarah Palin, right? You um, know, Sarah Palin was the guy. I guess think she's governor. That, what would be a
0: bigger leap from? I mean, technically, Sarah Palin's the, the governor of Alaska. I'm not sure uh, that mayor of D.C., but like at least in D.C., you're sort of like in the mix of the, you know, nation politics because you're in D.C. as opposed to governor of Alaska. <laughs> it's close. It's yeah. close.
1: I mean, I mean, you know, D.C. doesn't have a governor because we're not a state. So, yeah, you know, the mayor so. the mayor of D.C. is kind of like the governor of of what would be D.C.
0: Yeah, I want to I'll say probably he's probably a little better than Sarah Palin. Well, maybe we'll see that. Yeah. But I feel like with thematically, I really feel like it ha- there has to be a woman on the on the ticket.
1: Yeah. I don't know. The D.C. mayor can see uh, he can see Maryland from his house and Virginia from his house. Could
0: potentially Dunbar be Frank's VP candidate.
1: <laughs> and then it's, so she drops out and endorses Frank I think not a chance well she doesn't have to endorse him but she could draw. she could drop out well if she's if she runs with him she'd be endorsing him you know
0: like a lot of people wanted Obama to make Hillary his vice president yeah I remember when
1: that happened a- and he
0: made her secretary of state so yeah you know, it's not total like they, these ca- campaigns and primaries, like they get ugly. But then after, you know, they're both Democrats. Yeah, that's true. Like at the end of the day, like everybody, like things get really ugly during the primary. And then everybody's supposed to like kiss and make up.
1: Yeah. I mean, I will see Dunbar in some high level position next year if she doesn't win the nomination.
0: I mean, I just don't know how the show goes on next season with Dunbar as president and Frank as ex-president. Like what, like what, what happens then?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't know what we. I mean, the only thing I can think of is then Claire Underwood runs for president, but then we're you know we're four more years in the future. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't see any way that Dunbar wins the nomination just because from a storytelling perspective, I don't know how they could pull that off. But um, you know, this show's done other pretty shocking things. Now, what month is it now in these shows? Um, I am not sure. I think it's like I think he said there's a year until the general election, so we're in November. Okay.
0: Let's see. Uh, let's see Iowa. debate. I think we looked
1: it up. I think it's in 2015.
0: Do we have it? Do we have that yet? Uh, I think it's in January, right? Well, the actual caucus is in January, but we're still a little ways away from that. Oh, the debate. Yeah. Yes. Let's see. 2016 presidential debate schedule. Um, Iowa presidential straw poll. That's Republican. Um, Okay. So. I don't know. We're somewhere in between now and January 5th. That's the, I, that's Iowa. And then New Hampshire is January 12th. So we're getting ready for that also.
1: Yeah. I mean, when we're seeing more of New Hampshire, I mean, half the episode took place in New Hampshire. Yeah.
0: I do feel like that's a thing though. Like I was talking about the Iowa caucus so much in the last episode. I do think there's a thing where some people like say, you know, we're not going to like, we're going to move our support where we're not going to win in Iowa, but we're going to really, we're going to knock it out of the park in New Hampshire.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, my thing would be to go to be in every state.
1: Yeah, just a little bit in every state.
0: <laughs> yeah, so you do. We're, we're not going to win any primaries. Uh, I guess you have to win, like, maybe you can win, like, the big ones, like California, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like, hey, if we just, like, are a little bit everywhere, then it'll really start to bubble up.
1: Well, if you ever run for president, we now know your, uh, your strategy. You just gave it away.
0: <laughs> Rob, you're the kind of guy I'd like to have on my
1: ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you could be... The bridge to the future. So, would you sell vision? Is that, would that be your uh, vision? That be your country's?
0: Yes. I'd like you to make a series of propaganda podcasts. We'll, <laughs> we'll call them uh, prop casts. Propcast. What do you say?
1: The road to the White House. Yeah.
0: Road to the podcast. Uh, road to the White House podcast series. I'll be a guest every day. Uh, and then we'll do a podcast and then uh, it'll be great. Yeah.
1: The, the, the Sesternino and Underwood ticket, uh, is going against the Koenig ticket.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Fantastic. Um, I like the way you campaign. Uh, that'll, that'll be great. Anyway. Uh, so this was such a, uh, a fun episode between the debates and everything with, with Jackie. Um, what else? What else? Frank? I, I don't want to leave any stone uh, unturned with uh, with the debate
1: stuff. I mean, I think we got to talk about kind of the two big issues Moments. that came up yes. during the bo- yes. debate. You know, and we also had to go with those. We had really fun quotes from Frank during the debate as well.
0: Yes. I mean, the audience of the debate was like such a warm crowd. Like uh, you could say uh, like Frank could be like, uh, why did the chicken cross the road uh, to get to the other side and, and vote for Frank Underwood? And uh,
1: <laughs> Yeah, it was a great, a great crowd. I, I love it when Frank gets into like stand-up comedian mode and he just, he tells these jokes and they're like really not that great. But. They're
0: not great, but the audience, like he is killing.
1: Yeah, like the press conferences, he does that. Now with the debates, uh, yeah. he's he's good at dropping he those one kills. He kills, he yeah. kills.
0: And I wonder if it's sort of like the Emperor's New Clothes type thing where it's like if the president makes a joke that everybody in the room just laugh because it's uncomfortable if nobody does laugh.
1: Yeah, it could be. Um,
0: everybody just becomes like a Ed McMahon type person when the president makes jokes.
1: Yeah. good one, uh, Commander in chief. You are killing, sir. I like the guy sitting behind Frank. He looked like Brett Favre. Did you notice that guy had the big beard, but he looked like Brett Favre under a beard.
0: Yeah. And I'm also pretty sure that that there was a guy in the audience that was like, was the spitting image of Gavin's friend that he wants to. uh,
1: (laughs) Oh, that's where he's at.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That would be quite a twist. If he was like, uh, Yes, uh, I need you to find my friend. He's been in Iowa caucusing this whole time. They're they're putting they're they're they've arrested him. They're forcing him to
1: caucus for Underwood. He's stuck in Iowa, and they need to get him out.
0: Yeah, get him out of Iowa. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about these big moments from the debate. We talked a lot about uh, Frank's vision and experience, uh, and Dunbar really nailed him uh, with that. Um, we got to the, uh, talking about the rules. If Frank has uh, respect for the rules, if Dunbar has no respect for the
1: debate rules cause she's following Frank's example. Um, talk about that. I mean, that was a, that was a good mic drop moment where she's like, this is what happens when we like follow Ripley. your leadership. Things, things get out of hand. Yeah. So good for her. Uh, and, and this was when she brings up Claire, right? She brings up Claire being, uh, being appointed in that position at the UN. Yes, and that is when Jackie was like, hey, I think that's sexist. Yeah, and, and we get a shot of Claire in New Hampshire watching the debate with the with the campaign office, and everybody just turns and looks at Claire as if that moment couldn't be any more awkward. Yeah, they she just left. It she left at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, because everybody's, like, if you're sitting with her and she gets called out on national TV, like, would you really turn and be like, like, look Ooh. at her? Yeah, <laughs> like a live studio audience. Yeah.
0: So, we're Frank is talking about the Amworks jobs, and, and we talk about, you know, Jackie's big platform was, a, you know, women's equality. And, you know, that's her platform of 77 cents on the dollar and, and all that stuff. So, um, Frank is saying, well, in America Works, all the jobs, they can't be discriminated against. You have to pay the same. And that's great. Um, but then uh, we started getting into the illegally raiding funds and basically how Frank went into FEMA. And stuck them up and stole their money. And uh, Frank uh, said, uh, now what's this about a stick-up? What am I, a six-gun Underwood?
1: Yeah, that was another great one-liner by Frank. (laughs) (laughs) Six-gun Underwood? Yeah, six-shooter, I don't know. I've never heard the phrase six-gun. Yeah, I I think it's like a type of gun, like a six-shooter. It's got six bullets, I think.
0: Six-gun? Yeah. Okay. Six-gun Underwood. I I think Six-gun Brooks has a good name to it.
1: Ooh, yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah, that could be your alter ego.
1: My, I can dress as that for Halloween, maybe.
0: Six Gun Brooks. <laughs> yeah, but I'm. <laughs> yeah, and people will be cracking up. Yeah. All right, so here comes the moment in the debate when Jackie comes after Dunbar and says, Oof. "Well, don't you want your kids to get a head start? You want an equal playing field? Um, don't you send your kids to private school?"
1: Yeah. Low blow. Yeah. Instructed by Frank to do this, but still a low blow.
0: Yes, yeah, so she says, "Wow, you really must be uh, want to be president." Yeah. Um. Earlier in the episode, this yeah, Frank told Jackie to say
1: that. She's like, ah, "I really don't think that's a good idea, really." And he's like, "No, trust me, that'll be great." And she says, "You know, her stepkids go to private school. And she's going to come off as a hypocrite." No, that's fine. And nobody would ever know about that. It's not like information travels super fast now. Okay. Like Twitter would be blowing up during this. And saying like about Jackie's kids.
0: Now, Zach, I have to ask you a very important question. Okay. And I need to know the answer to this. Did Frank tell Jackie to say this about Dunbar's kids during the debate? And the whole time, did he know at that moment that he was then going to come over the top and, and stab her in the back, throw her under the bus?
1: Was this the plan the whole time? I think this was his plan for a while. I, I don't think, think this was the plan the, the whole time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> Good move by Frank. I didn't see that. You walked right into that one,
0: Jackie. That's the oldest trick in the book. Yeah. Oh my God. Never turn your back on six gun Underwood. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I mean, like Bazinga. I think early in the episode, we actually saw a bus when, when Dunbar and Jackie were meeting in Iowa. I think a bus drives by them. Uh, really foreshadowing that Jackie was going to get thrown under the bus.
0: Yeah. And Jackie was just done. She had nothing. She had nothing left to give. I thought she was start going
1: to start crying. Yeah, she was just like, "Um, I think we can move on now." <laughs> yeah. I've said everything I need to say on this. topic. Uh, Jackie's getting a tattoo after that one. Oh man. Oh my god. And, and the her stepkids were watching it they were, and she could have warned them not to watch it because she knew this was going to happen. and didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think they were watching with friends from school too. Like again, real awkward.
0: Awkward. Yeah. I don't know. Isn't that awkward? It's like, but they're not my kids.
1: Yeah, but I don't know. They're, I mean, they still got called out and brought into the debate. Yes. Like they're, they're teenagers. It's probably embarrassing for a teenager. Probably embarrassing.
0: Yeah. I, I think anytime, even if it's not a debate, if your parents are talking about you and you're a teenager. Yeah. Or your dad's new wife is talking about you on TV. They do really
1: like her, though, I think.
0: Well, what's not to like? Everybody likes Jackie Sharp.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you know, she cooks now.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. All right, let's talk about that
1: moment where Jackie and Dunbar met up. The, when they met up in Iowa? Yes. That was, uh, I mean, I, that did not go the way I was expecting. Yeah, I love that also. That was,
0: this might be my favorite episode of the season. Oh, wow. I think nice. so. The, the last couple I've really enjoyed.
1: Yeah, I've enjoyed the last couple.
0: Yeah. And so that she, they they met up and really, d- she's like, well, what, you know, Frank is offering me the vice president. And, she, and again, that's you get nothing. Yeah.
1: And, and what's not going to play. What does she offer? And What does Jackie want? She wants to be what? Secretary of Defense? Yeah. Secretary of Defense. So she's already taking a, you know, saying that she would do it for a lower position. Yeah. Because she, she believes in Dunbar more than she believes in Frank.
0: Yeah. Secretary of Defense. Is that that great of a gig?
1: I think if you have military experience, that's a pretty good gig.
0: I don't know. I felt like Jackie is like Frank. I feel like she wants to be the, the president. Is Secretary of Defense a path to the White House? Uh, I think I could
1: be. I mean, you know, look how Frank got to the White House.
0: I guess so. But, I mean, he his path was to get to be vice president and then get to be, you know... I feel like if Jackie's path is, you know... I guess Jackie isn't like Frank because she doesn't want, you know, just power. You know, she doesn't care. Like, Frank Underwood would do it like... He would have been, you know. I'm trying to think of somebody who uh, nobody likes. Um, you know, he'd be like, like White just- House janitor. Or yeah, something. yeah, he would. No, he would be like Justin Bieber's vice president. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, you know, he just wanted to get in the building so he could then take down the president.
1: Oh yeah, Justin Bieber, 2016. Yeah.
0: Now listen, Bieber. Uh, I think that uh, this whole this whole Calvin Klein idea is a good idea. Uh, why why don't we lay, leak the unphotoshop pictures? Uh we'll have complete transparency. And everyone's like, up, "Oh, girl? Mr. President Bieber, President Bieber, uh uh, is it true that these photos were doctored? Uh and uh like oh man. <laughs> Underwood. That's, I thought, that's pretty good, Bieber. Yeah. <laughs> Frank underwear. Okay. Um <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> uh, so Let's talk about uh Claire and Yates. Oh man. <laughs> Hanging out
1: in New Hampshire. Yeah, so what is Yates' end game here? I think he's still trying to drive a drive a wedge between them, stir up the pot. Why? So he can get with Frank? Oh maybe. Or so he can go with Claire or um, you know, I don't know. Well, I mean, how if, much if-
0: how much sex does Yates need? That he's got <laughs> Frank and and uh Kate and he wants to have sex with Claire also?
1: Yeah, the more the merrier, man. He's a, he's a virile guy. Wow. He's real Meacham. Oh man. I don't know about that.
0: All right. But anyway, so we had this conversation. It was shades of like uh breaking bad, uh like end of season one, where you know Claire is like going into like some sort of like, I don't know, low blood sugar or what. She's about to faint. And she ends up saying like all these uh odd things. And she talks about how like being like on a bridge and thinking about jumping. And then she talks about when uh Francis proposed to her about she said, Well, I'll go, I'll do it for seven years. And then it, it's like her contract renewed for seven <laughs> more years, and now her contract is gonna be up again. I believe that they are closing in on their twenty year anniversary,
1: correct? No, I think they're closing in on their thirty year anniversary. Thirty year anniversary. Yeah. Um I think I'm pr- I'm pretty sure they said thirty. Thirty? Are You sure about that? No, because
0: I I think that sounds high because um, that Claire said early in the season, like Frank, I'm going to be fifty. Um, they, that they
1: Claire and Frank were married before she was even twenty. No, okay, so maybe it, maybe they're getting maybe they're in their mid twenties because I think they got married pretty young.
0: I'm pretty sure that there was one episode earlier this season where they talked about somebody had been married for 40 or 45 years. and you said, Oh, Frank, uh, Francis and I are closing in on our 20 year anniversary.
1: Yeah. You might be right. I might have to go on and check that. I think that was actually the beginning of this episode.
0: Johnny DeSavera, Let us know where you are. Um, and so, but that would be 21 would be the, the renewal. Yeah. Be the third term. Yes. Third term. Oh, like FDR. Yeah. (laughs) it all (laughs) comes back. And so, Um, talk to me about what Claire ended up uh, saying. She doesn't hate campaigning. She hates how much they need us.
1: Is that what she said? Yeah, that was a really, I mean, that whole part was really weird. I mean, obviously she wasn't making much sense, but, um, I think she was saying she hates how much they need each other.
0: Yeah. That feeling of jumping. And then she said also that she didn't jump. It's almost like she feels like that she's stuck. Like Mm -hmm. she didn't jump off the bridge and she didn't come off the bridge.
1: Yeah. She's just kind of standing on that edge. Yes. Yeah. I got got that sense as well.
0: Now the end of the episode when she's reading the book and the book um, that she's reading to the kids, uh, the dialogue in the book was something like, what should I do? Should I do this? Should I do, don't do anything. Like, I felt like that this story that they were saying in that she was reading to the kids paralleled that story about the bridge.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and there was like, there was a sense of being stuck in the, or stuck or trapped in the book as well, right? Yes.
0: Now, do you think that this is going to mean anything to Claire that Frank came or is this just going to be sort of like a moot point?
1: She smiled at him. So I couldn't tell if she was happy he was there or it was just like. It was yeah. kind of a polite smile. Did you notice that last shot?
0: Also, we've talked so much about color and it was so overexposed, the last shot. It was just like bright white behind Claire. Oh,
1: I actually did not even pick up on that. Yeah,
0: it was like totally like washed out behind her and, you know, with her blonde hair. And I, f- I forget what she was wearing, but it was really like, I felt like they were really trying to put the white light behind her.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and, and we talked about in the last episode that we think black is power, and the darker that is the po- more powerful. so um, Claire with really no power at all. She has no power. Yeah. she's being called out on national TV and has to watch it and um, feels helpless. She's stuck. Yeah, she's stuck with no power. And did you notice in the in the opening shot of the episode, they show Claire from behind? Again, we see the back of somebody's head. Uh, And it's really prominent. Her dark roots under her blonde hair.
0: Ooh, the, the power, you can't hide the power. Yeah. It's, it's seeping out. It's seeping out. Oh my God. Um, let's get into, uh, Doug.
1: Oh, you know, big, big news. Rachel is not dead. Oh my God. Shocking. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I, I feel like I kind of saw this coming. I, I didn't think she was going to be well,
0: dead. Well, it just didn't make a lot of sense. Like, I, I can't say that I saw that she wasn't going to be dead. I mean, we did talk about that idea. Like, Did Gavin uh, falsify these documents? But we said that they seemed very official. Um, yeah. But he works <laughs> but, at the FBI. Yeah, so. that being said, um, we were like, I mean, what happened? Did she like get another gig? Because it seems like it was definitely leading to it. We would have been unsatisfied if that's what happened, that she was just dead.
1: Yeah, and I mean, really, it's it's like the rule of TV, right? If you don't see the body, then the person might not be dead. So Mendoza isn't dead now? Uh, we have not seen the Mendoza body. Okay, so what does Doug want with Rachel? I think he's just in love with her. She hit him over the head with a rock. Yeah, I mean, he's going to show up at her door and be like, surprise, I'm here to see you, and she's going to run away. Like, where's my rock? <laughs> <laughs> like, and, think- if, and if Doug couldn't get away
0: last time... Like, I'm going to take Rachel in the Doug versus Rachel
1: rematch. Oh, man. I don't, I don't know if it's going to be a fight. I'm like, we've really drawn this out, this entire, I mean, this is like the whole season almost. If we don't see her in the next episode, it's going to have been the entire season, this storyline. 13 episodes around the world. Yeah. Boy. I, I liked when Gavin calls Doug and every phone, Doug apparently owns like six cell phones and every phone Doug has and his Skype and his Google Hangouts all go off at once. It was like a woof from the office.
0: (laughs) And so, yeah, Doug ends up finding out that Rachel is alive and he gets all the pictures of her. And then he goes like right back to watching the traffic cam. And is like, what am I doing? And so he takes all of his computers, laptops. uh, I mean, again, did he get a new laptop since in the (laughs) last episode when he threw the bourbon in the laptop on the last episode?
1: Yeah, I was wondering about that. I mean, again, we see, you know, Doug does not have a very waterproof laptop. Apparently,
0: so he broke all the laptops and get rid of them. I thought it was like shades of like Better Call Saul. It was like, oh, I have to get rid of all of the electronics in my house.
1: Oh, is he going to wrap himself up in like a space? Yeah, and then his,
0: his brother is like Jimmy McGill.
1: Oh, <laughs> so this is actually just a prequel. Yeah, yeah. it's a prequel to when, when Gary becomes a hotshot lawyer.
0: Yes, I think so. Um, so the conditions for Doug are if he wants to know where Rachel is, then he's got to get another passport taken away from this guy.
1: Yeah, so apparently he, he it worked the first time for Gavin.
0: It did work the first time. So Gavin is away. He got away. But yeah. will this other guy get away?
1: And and then it's going to be another guy. You can't give in to the terrorist demands. Yeah. Also, who cares? Just don't, I mean, it's that's a lot of trouble.
0: Will Agent Green find out that Gavin is gone and come after Doug?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, he worked with Agent Green. So I'm curious, like, doesn't he know Gavin's gone? Like, boy, Gavin hasn't been to work yet lately. <laughs> it's really sick <laughs> all right let's take a uh, a question was there anything else from this episode well speaking of sick and we talked about it in the last episode we had frank cough and we saw the x-ray of the lungs uh in this episode obviously we had the blood um when claire was giving blood and that was a very even all the all the medical stuff around that but uh doug and gary watched uh watched contagion together yeah a medical movie
0: yes yes and we went from doug being an alcoholic to a germaphobe
1: yeah were you surprised they didn't watch contagion on netflix would that have just Mm, been too meta too meta
0: that would be meta okay all right so uh johnny disilvera wants to know uh to this point what is your prediction for the end of the season does frank survive with his life
1: yeah, I mean, he's got to unless this is the end of the show. But I, I'm i like almost positive they're already renewed for season four. Yeah,
0: I, I cannot imagine Frank Underwood dying. But yeah. where do we go from here?
1: Well, Frank's in, Frank's in deep trouble right now. I mean, his campaign is really on the ropes and he just lost his chief of staff. See, I and, don't
0: feel like his campaign's
1: on the ropes. I feel like his campaign is is gaining momentum. I, I mean, he won the debate, so that's good. But I feel like Jackie Sharp coming out in support of Dunbar is really big. I
0: guess so. That's big.
1: I mean, like because now it really puts a new light on. If you rewatch that debate now after, you know, knowing Jackie Sharp supports Dunbar, it probably changes that debate a lot.
0: Yeah, that's a fair point. So, boy, and no Remy, but I think that might open the door for Doug. I think you're right about that. I think maybe we see Doug returns to the White House by season four.
1: Yeah, I think so. OK, I mean, I think, you know, we're we're heading to the to the primaries, I think. In it, it, the season finale, so we got one episode to get us there. I'm kind of curious how we get there. Does Doug have anything on Dunbar that that Frank could use against her? I don't think so. I mean, something's they got to do something to Dunbar. Like I, I know that she didn't win the debate, but there's got to be some hammer that drops. Hmm. And, and do we go back to any of this stuff with Russia and the Jordan Valley, or is that storyline pretty much wrapped up?
0: Again, I don't know how we're going to wrap this all up in two episodes.
1: Yeah, it seems like there's still a lot of loose threads.
0: Yeah. We'll see how it all plays out in Chapter 38. I believe this next one is going to be also directed by Robin Wright. Oh,
1: good for her. Awesome. Good
0: for her. That She's like, uh, she's got brown hair behind the camera these days. All the power. All <laughs> the power. All right. So we will see how that plays out. Send us your emails about Chapter 38. We want to hear from you. Go to, or send us your emails to House of Cards at Post Show Recaps. Looking forward to seeing how it all plays out. Uh Zach Brooks, great job once again yeah it's been a blast all right I want to give you a hashtag for this episode oh man okay do you have an idea
1: yes what do you think of uh, president Bieber I was gonna say Bieber 2016 <laughs> but yeah Bieber president pre- be <laughs> pre- P- president Bieber is probably better yes yes or
0: uh, my other option was uh, <laughs> was Frank underwear
1: <laughs> that could be
0: another campaign slogan
1: all right yeah we could save that hashtag for the uh, for the underwear episode of of, uh, of Frank Underwood's
0: Yes. Uh will Kevin Spacey be at the
1: Justin Bieber roast? Oh, I hope so. <laughs> He's up there defending him, like jumping yes. in front of the bullets. Yes, yes that's meet him. That's me him. <laughs> All
0: right. Uh Zach, great job. And uh we'll talk to you in chapter twelve.